Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, Jamie, man. I let you bang you. I let you bang Greetings, nerds and virgins. Go for Jesus. No forget Jesus, people. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. I'm full of Bill Dawes who's in the shower, I think. No. <laughs> Wow. Is that what? What is going on? Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, second, second podcast uh, this week. Uh, Greg is doing much better. Um, and uh, I don't know if you know, but Greg Wilson had a heart attack. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, he, he was doing jujitsu. Uh, he actually was exercising. He hasn't exercised in years. Went too much, too hard. Um, but he's doing what better. He's okay. He was hundred percent blocked artery, uh, blockage, but they got it. So, uh, I'm happy. I love Greg Wilson. One of my best friends in the whole world. Um, so, uh, it's crazy. How long had he been doing, was that his like first day in jujitsu? Third class. Uh, uh, somebody, people were writing funny comments in the thing. They were like, cause he's like, he's, he's blaming it on exercise. And I'm like, and I think it was the lack of exercise. And then the exercise, uh, someone was like, I could see if it was a 15, uh, you know, 15 mile mud runner tough, you know, it was his third Beverly Hills jiu-jitsu class, <laughs> beginner class, but not to, not to make fun of Greg at all. Cause I don't want to make light. I, I, I love Greg. I just think maybe it was, you know, okay now yeah 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 but i'm, I'm just i'm not making one of them you got a heart attack i'm just saying that like oh it's exercise not like wait where did it happen in class like they had to call it was in uh in in the locker room afterwards and where was it it was in the locker room in, in beverly hills bjj uh and then he got home and his heart started beating and got rushed to the hospital and then like it was like bad i mean thank god he's okay and once again Greg, if you watch this, I'm not, I love you to death. Uh, I just, yeah. uh, but it was funny. <laughs> really well, of all people, Greg would be someone who'd have a sense of humor about it, you know? Oh, I, I, I love Greg the most. I'm so happy he's okay. He's one of my best friends and one of the funniest people I've ever met, if not yeah. the funniest person. He's definitely top three funniest yeah. people I've ever met in my life. Uh, yeah. Beyond underrated comedian. Um, beyond, dude, I mean, he murders it, murders it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just has to go up a little early sometimes because sometimes if he gets too messed up, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, I'm home with my, my daughter. It's uh, Easter break and my wife. Oh, you got, you got me a sticker. Oh, you need help with it. You can't get it off. Okay. I got you covered. My wife went to Coachella to work and uh, so I'm on dad duty. Uh, we have a whole thing's planned. All right. Uh, we're going to go to this concert. Who's this woman named Twinkle Time? She's the Lady Gaga for three-year-olds. She puts out an amazing show, all original music. Dude, we went there. There was like twenty people at our concert. There should have been twenty thousand. Like, like beyond underrated. Like hilarious. Not hilarious. Like great show. Dancers concert. We're going there. How do you hear about people? How do you hear about these people? 
you know, I'm on these like inner, like gold star, like, or like these things of like things I'm always looking of like things to do with a toddler in LA. That's uh, I mean, so I'm on like yeah. moms of LA or kids of LA or, you know, tr- you know, red tricycle.com. There's like, you know, because uh, just, so here we go. I, th- I think I got it for you. Um, but uh, meanwhile, Bill, I saw your trailer. You're so funny. You're like, how many times can you spot me in my trail for your show? Like, what a humble brag. So I watched it to see it. You're you're on a lot with like legit stars. Like that show looks awesome. I mean, I don't know. Find someone who's seen it. <laughs> Here you go, Violet. It's a show on Showtime with Kevin Bacon and actors that I've that you've seen everywhere. I mean, like like not like. Ghostbusters is on it. Yeah, the guy from Ghostbusters, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, has it? Has it? So it, 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 it's been airing. What, what season is it on? <laughs> this is season three. <laughs> All right. Well, can't, I'm catch up. It looks awesome. I, I tell you what, I always get on the third season of a show that ends up being the last season. Uh, well, hey, man, look, I've sold two shows where we shot pilots and the whole network went under. Uh, <laughs> not just the not just the pilot, like Fuel TV. <laughs> went under and Esquire went under and, and MySpace. I told him MySpace. Uh, I mean, so like, but uh, anyway, I was, I was talking to somebody, I was telling somebody some crazy stuff. I was talking to this morning about what, like, what's, 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 what's some of the biggest hustles you, you've seen as, as like a comic, like, like just, all right. For example, I was in Florida uh, at Captain Brian's, which you've done back when it was in Marco Island. Right. And it was like a seafood restaurant an awesome one, best lobster you ever had, but they converted into a comedy club. And yeah. Captain Brian is one of my favorite people of all time, right? But I'm there and Craig Gass calls me up and I've known Craig for years. And Craig Gass, people know from the Howard Stern show, is a character and a half. He's just one of those dudes that like will always get like front row, t- like on the stage at the concerts. He's just one of those guys. Uh, so yeah. but like he does amazing impressions. Like his impressions are dead on. Both his parents were deaf, by the way. And then he learned how to talk by watching television. So he's like, yo, man, you mind if I jump on the, the shows and, and Captain Brian's? And I'm like, well, we can co-headline and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem, right? So he goes on the air and he says, uh, he goes on the radio for the whole week as Al Pacino, Tracy Morgan, Adam Sandler, Christopher Walken, saying they're going to go see Craig Gass and Adam Hunter, like at off the hook comedy club in Marco Island. And keep in mind, the Super Bowl was like that weekend in Florida. So there yeah. was like, so now the whole town of Naples and Fort Myers, the city comes to the show because they all think that these people are going to be there. Literally people would like, they're that good, that good. Like literally people had like Adam Sandler posters and they had like Tracy Morgan's mechanic who he, he like owed money to was there. And like, <laughs> People, people out, but at the edge, the local news <laughs> picked it up. Like, so now every show is beyond sold out. And, and, and the whole time, the place holds like 200 people or 100 people. People are looking around the whole show to try to see who, where Al Pacino was sitting. And I'm like, thank God I went on first, right? Then, so Craig goes on and he's doing fine. But halfway through his show, he starts doing the impressions, right? Uh-huh. And everyone, at first, they're laughing, and then they realize they've been duped, and that these people are not. And then the, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you got to close with that, because the rest of his set, people were so fucking pissed. 
And he would do these deals like with clubs, door deals, where he'd be like, listen, you know, give me X amount of money, which is like super low, or just give me the whole door. And they'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Why not? And then he would go to the town early, like a week early, become best friends with the radio guy. And the radio guys are going to like, oh yeah, sure. You know, Hey, we have uh, Adam Sandler calling in and we have this person calling in. And literally then he would walk away with like 30 grand because the whole city, he would basically like bankrupt the comedy club because they were like, dude, what a fucking hustle that was. I, I, well, I laughed so hard. There was another guy, a comic I knew who somehow figured out how to get everyone's phone numbers in, in the world. And, I'm not, and then he would like, and he had like mass texts and then he would text people. Hey, uh, See it. I haven't seen it in a while. I got free tickets to a comedy club. So every show would be sold out, but you'd see the crowd looking at each other, trying to figure out who that person was that texted them. <laughs> like, like, it's just one hustle after an X. It's just, yeah. The phone number scam is, is, a, is a big one, but you, I guess you can get in trouble for it. Like, it's not technically legal or something like that, but. Time, but like, I mean, if I'm on jury duty, and, and somebody comes in there and they're like, well, he got, he texted people free comedy club tickets. Am I going to put that person away? Like, like, I mean, what jury is going to acquit? You have, I don't know. You have to be really annoyed to get that kind of, but then you have to well, get, get a fine. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, so uh, have you, had you, you watched the fights last week? Uh, not all of them. Watched some of them. Yeah. What did you think of, uh, did you think Aljamain Sterling won the fight? I know a lot of people are saying that like he he only won two rounds. Like there, like a lot of people are saying he won. He Round, won uh, two and three, two and three, two and three, and but he lost one four. Well, so, right, right, we can do that. No, no, yeah. But what did you think? Um, I don't know. I, I I I actually didn't. I really didn't think one way or the other. I, I didn't think that Peter. I wasn't like, oh, Peter Yan definitely won it. Yeah, it seemed like Aljamain landed more. Peter Yan did more damage with his, landed the harder shots, but yeah. in boxing, like if if you exactly. go by boxing rules, the one who lands more punches wins the fight, especially in like Olympic boxing, right? Uh, I remember there was a guy, Larry Merchant, by the way. I used to love Larry Merchant because I don't. He, there's no one in the UFC like Larry Merchant. Like, like it was, it's all now, all the commentators are like are upbeat now. Like you don't get any cynical ones. Even people that like were dicks at one point, like Michael Bisbing. I would yeah. say Dominic Cruz is the biggest curmudgeon, uh, yeah. but, but he's not like Larry Merchant was. Violet, d- d- okay. Okay. Daddy's gonna be in the other room. Okay. If you need me, I'll be right in there. Okay. Okay. And then you can turn that on. Um, she's turning the lights on and off. Because uh, I remember one time Larry Merchant, he would be like in the middle of a fight. Like I think it was Shannon Briggs versus somebody. And, he, and he's like 600 pounds and we've got a jabbing contest. Uh, and then I remember what's his name? Want to fight James Tony, And he goes, attention, obese people. You now have a champion. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like literally and then after you won he would interview you going like roy jones when are you gonna fight a real guy or like or Floyd mayweather like like is, is this the best you got like at, at, like i remember um like him like saying i think that was like the last he, like, he got fired because him and floyd got into it floyd's like uh larry you know i'll kick your ass and he's like well 30 years ago i would have beat your ass which at, at, there was 
no version of Larry Merchant. I don't think he's ever even boxed that would have beaten Floyd Mayweather. But but I feel like the UFC, there needs to be some MMA company that ha- like Don Fry would be perfect as as that commentator because he's not hired. He'd be a perfect guy to be hired. Why is he not? I don't know because people people don't think outside the box. You know, like they don't they think oh let's get the same you know six guys Don Fry because he would be like ugh. He would just make noises like, by the way. <laughs> okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. That did not make a noise. It's okay, no, please, no more noises. Please, no more noises, please. Okay. I know, okay, I know, I know. Did she's, these kids, I, like, the other day I was, I was putting her to sleep, and uh, I put her to bed, and she goes, oh, you didn't do my smells. I said, what? She goes, I need my smells. And then she points and it, Brie has like this sleep mist that she oh. on before kids uh, I'm like, oh, it's adorable. <laughs> like my smells. Then like, I'm trying to teach her her manners, right? So she's like, daddy, you know, get me a milk. I go, what's the magic word? She goes, abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. Yeah, I think that is a magic abracadabra. I was I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. Then then I go downstairs. She's upstairs. I go to get her milk, right? And I check my phone and I hear, I don't hear any pouring. Uh, (laughs) This kid has no fear of me. You know, like you you uh, you used to fear your parents at some point. You would. You know, I've never yelled at her. Like, I've never, like, like that was probably violent. Like, like I've never, yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I've never, I know some parents believe in spanking. I, I don't. I'm, not, I'm never going to have to, like, you know, I just thought, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll hold her wrist or something and be like, no, yeah. listen to me. But I, yeah. I, I would never, this is not me. I, I don't want to ever have to raise a hand to, you know. But, I, you know, there's a look. If I give her, like, I've given her a look and then she started crying. You know, um, like the look, but I, it's just only a matter of time for she realizes that that that, that look means nothing too. You know, like, like you're, you know, what about you? Are you are you, you have you ever spanked your kid? I have never. One time, my 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 I was driving my daughter, and she was in the back seat, and she had like 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 I think a backpack with like had like a can of soda in it, and she like swung it at me, kind of like as a joke but it like hit my head and I yelled at her and she was like, and even to this day, she like remembers it. She was like the only time I like yelled at her. Dude. I remember my dad hitting me one time. I had like a five finger, like a five, like literally left a five finger, like, boom, or like, I mean, look, I I've had the best dad. I love my dad, dad, but I, but he's like, Oh, you think you're a tough wrestler, big, tough guy. Oh, you think you're the champ? Like literally with like, you know, it, it was just a different. Yeah, I'm on the fence about about a corporal punishment for kids because look, look at this new generation of kids haven't been beaten at all. And look at them. Look what they're doing. They're <laughs> I, mean, I was telling somebody that, but you know what? Maybe it's just the, the random selection of kids that I have that go to the charter school that I coach. But they are a hundred, like maybe because we didn't have the internet and we needed more things to do when I was growing up. But like when I got to eighth grade, I, I was doing horrible things. Like I was throwing eggs at cars. I yes. was like, 
I was literally, I was bullying people, kids, beating kids up on the school bus. I was getting bullied myself a lot worse than I was bullying. I was, I mean, but we used to, tor- it was like, it was not torture, but we were just, they were kids. They would had like a fake body that they made and they lived above a bridge and they would drop it on cars that would like stop. And then all of a sudden the, the thing would fall and people thought they would hit somebody. Or they put a thing called, we had a thing called sticks in the sewer, where we put a stick in a sewer and people drive it over and we would hope it would rip out their muffler. Like this was like our Friday night for entertainment. Like, and these kids are not, and like, dude, this is, this is pre-boarding school. And after I turned ninth grade and, or eighth grade, really, and I got kicked out of my house and realized like this was not the way to act. And, and, I'm, and I'm not proud of any of that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, in fact, like one time, uh, I mean, literally, I, you know, God was with me in this one because, you know, I, I was a terrible third baseman, the worst. Like my dad was the coach. So I made the all-star team, but I was not, I was like, I was that kid. Like I was, I, was, I could never get the ball from third base to first. I was just on like off a hop. I was just a terrible arm and could barely hit. I played catcher or something that like no one else wanted to play. Like, the, the you know, so right field. For some reason, when it came to throwing an egg at a car, I was f- Nolan Ryan. I could fucking just like, and I remember like wanting to getting, I was in the bushes, threw an egg, it hit a door, it hit a window. And then the, the, the guy got out and then the neighbor saw me and told on me, there was a baby in the car. And if that window was open, I could have hit the baby. The baby could have been blinded. Like, holy fuck was I lucky. Like that was... Oh. Uh, I mean, I was 13 years old. I was, I like, that was just like, man, like I said, I, I was very, and like, I don't even know why I'm, I feel terrible even saying this. Like, why am I even telling this? You know, this is just, I'm just saying kids seem nicer now. Uh, so maybe they're softer, but maybe they're nicer. Um, yeah, I think that that might, might be the trade off. But then again, you also hear about all the cyber bullying and even just like, I'll post a, all the video online and the people will just start horrible, horrible things. And I'll say things like, whatever, I'll come back and be like, whatever, dude, fuck you. And they'll be like, I'm 13. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude, you're not wrong. I mean, there was a time when uh, when my wife, like our first, the, you know, there was a mis- we had a miscarriage. She had a miscarriage. Not we, and, um, and somebody wrote me an email saying like, that kid's so much better off. And like, you know, just, you're an awful person. Just this fucking, how does it feel? And I'm like, holy. And I tried to find the person. I literally tried to like find who that was. And just, I, I, like, it got me so angry. I don't know what I would have done, you know, but I, I wanted to just contact that person. And, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out who it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. We're like, I, like, <laughs> like at least back in the day it was face-to-face assholeness face-to-face bullying now this like literally somebody will make a thing and every single negative comment is a person with an avatar that's not an actual person like it's just a cartoon or like, you know, well yeah it's just like that, that, that shouldn't be allowed like unless you put exactly who you are they should like if you should be off twitter Instagram, like you should yeah. have accountability. At least I'm not saying you should be fired for your job. I don't believe that. At least you should have to take it. Like you make a comment like that, you should have to face the consequences. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how I feel. That's how I feel. 
Yeah, what does that do with MMA? I have no fucking idea. Uh, yeah. I had Mike Richmond booked, and then I, I, I gave him the wrong time because uh, I wasn't – I'm like, I'm doing 100 things. So pinned, right? Obviously pinned. I, we, we made the, made the show. Uh-huh. So, so far, it's made, it's made five film festivals, right? Uh, which yeah. I don't think people realize how hard it is to make a film festival. Everyone in the world makes films. Everyone it's just film festivals. Like, and no, it hasn't made con, you know, um, but it's made some pretty damn good ones. And, yeah. and it made uh, the Hollywood Comedy Film Festival. And there's a screening at Grumman Theater at uh, Big Six. Yeah, big one, the big, like, where they used to have, like, the Oscars and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to be on, I'm working on like, a cruise ship that week. So I can't go. Uh, do I cancel the cruise? I mean, that's going to be... I mean, it's good, good money uh, on these cruises and go or I say I would say no. Because yeah. what because think about what what is the end game? So what, what do you get for being I mean, just to see the big screen is just for the fun of seeing on the big screen. Yeah. And I have a, actors in it and I would maybe invite people, but I don't even know if anybody would even show up that like people probably send me a link, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just to that. Just to have like my daughter, my my wife, you know. Yeah. I mean, just to feel cool. I, but I see what you're saying. The problem is canceling the cruise is you're not canceling one cruise. You're canceling basically like like you're you're getting in trouble. Like you're you're now you're on a list of people who and but my goal was never really you know I don't know. I will say this: whenever I've whenever I've canceled like actual work to go to like a premiere or like a thing or a festival or part. I always like, that was a bad fucking idea. I know. Never, never like, there's not going to be a big fucking red carpet. It's not, you know what I mean? No, it's but there, 12 I, people spread out. In a giant maybe the 12 people that were in that, that were in it, uh, watching it for the 80th time. Uh, like, I cancel the fucking cruise ship. But I could probably can't, but I could probably hire my own uh, photographer to act like it was a real red carpet. Like, like you know, I could probably do all that. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, but I'm, but I'm super excited about that, which is cool. And we're doing another uh, UFC comedy jam, uh, a second one, right. and uh, with Frankie Edgar, Sarah McMahon, Andre Feely. That's going to be uh, in uh, uh, May nineteenth. The day for my birthday in Las Vegas at the Strat. So uh, a lot of hard work went into that. You guys have no idea. Um, but uh, thank you, Dana. What's up, people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball, but online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. And it's the best in the business, okay? From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. But you, already, you already recorded it, right? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm writing a whole, this is like my third UFC hour <laughs> wow. in, three, in three years. <laughs> but like, I mean, and that's like, you know, a lot of 
the, the problem with sometimes with that is I know where to test the jokes. Like I, I do a joke about my daughter. I got tonight. I could do that joke, but I write a joke about, you know, Jurgen De Castro who's coming on the show in 20 minutes. And, 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 and I see it in the, in the eyes of people because they're loving the first 20 minutes of the jokes. And then I go, I go, I do a John Jones joke. <laughs> and then I do like a Frank. And then by the time I get through the out, the Aljamain Sterling joke, the women have just checked out. Uh, guys are looking around and then like the six people that M.A. Rosa fans are like, yes, it, like, <laughs> like they're high fiving. Like it's, it's, it, it, and also it's so much easier to do comedy for fans of MMA sometimes than actual fighters themselves. Don't get me wrong. Cause sometimes do like, I do shows for the actual fighters and they're like, you're making fun of their friends. Like, and they don't even know how to act sometimes. Like, unless they're with the, the friend who's there, who you're making, if, I, if I'm making fun of a, a guy who's there, ha 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 ha. But if he's not there, it's like, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, so it's, uh, it's the best are like, like the award shows, like people like, it really is hard to host those, any award show, on any level, whether it's to SBs, whatever, because people you're making fun of have the worst. You have to do Ricky Gervais. I just not give a fuck and go yeah. guns blazing. That's the only yes. way. Yes. I mean, Chris Rock, people don't realize Chris Rock was my, and it was my favorite comic. The, my people ask me, what's your favorite comedy special of all time? Bring the pain. That's what made me want to become. I was already yeah. a comic when that came out, but that's when I was like, yeah. This is the great, and I watched it again recently because yeah. uh, with Nikki Paris, because me and Nikki were on a road trip, and Nikki never heard it. And I'm like, dude. And then by the end of it, me and Nikki were just like, man, we suck. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like I say, it was some Louis C.K.'s best writing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, it was Louis C.K., Wanda Sykes. I mean, there was a lot of people on that, that and you could hear them. You could hear Wanda's voice on that. It wasn't just his but, voice. But if you know the story behind it, a little comedy history, because uh, I talked to Tony Rock about this, is that Chris Rock, you know, back in the day, you know, he he was on SNL. He left SNL because they made him the executive producer of like season seven of A Living Color. Right. So he yeah. went out and bought this huge house and then the, it went off the air. Boom. Right. And, and now he had bills to pay and he, he couldn't pay him. And he was sort of like not he was sort of like on the way out. Like he wasn't really connecting the SNL thing. Didn't work for him. Like he wasn't featured. So he was on tour with Martin Lawrence. And at the time, Martin Lawrence was like deaf comedy jam, uh, uh, house party. Martin was the biggest comic in the world. Biggest black comic. You arguably the biggest comic at that time. He was murdering. He was opening for Chris Rock doing an hour and a half. Like Tony said that like he was backstage with Chris one time. And it was like, boom, like they thought a bomb went off and it was people laughing. And then Chris would go on and got booed, like, or str- like really struggled. Not only yeah. is your opener, your opener's doing an hour and a half too, which is probably not even the real opener. It's probably like a, an opener, They're- a feature, his friend, <laughs> fucking, you know, by the time Chris Rock. So then what happened was Chris Rock went like underground and he, Tony told me that's when he really learned like what how the importance of each word like yeah. so he took a lot of the bits that he he did when he was he because he used to host def comedy jam a lot of those same bits he did during that bring the pain special but when he did that it was like that was the greatest special i've ever seen but what i'm saying is my whole point was he hosted the mtv music awards one year and it was the funniest thing i've ever seen he he goes out there 
and was making people cry. Like he had sync on, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I, and it was sync and Britney Spears. And he goes, y'all ready for some real lip syncing? <laughs> 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 like before they went out, he goes, yeah. Are you ready for some real? And then at the end he goes, why'd they even use the microphone? <laughs> Like, like, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, and then he was like, and then it was like little Kim, by the way, who I bought. I think I could have banged at one point. I felt crazy about her but because I, I did a show one time where I got tricked. I'll tell you that story. But little Kim had like she had her titty out. Literally, her tit was out and it was like a pasty. And yeah. then and then the other and her dress was like just her titty out. And he's like, yo. Ladies, you can't be claiming sexual harassment when you got titties. Fucking <laughs> like, dude, it was, it was Chris Rock was, it was so fucking. That was the best special. That was the best award thing. That was better than Gervais. Like, I'm Gervais was good. Can you get online? Can you see it? Can you find it? I, I gotta find it. I when he he said, "Are you ready for some real lip singing?" He goes, and he's like, "Who's gonna be the bad?" He goes, because like this is back when like the new kids were like, there was like a member, like they had like a bad new kid. It was, it was Donnie Wahlberg. He's like, who's going to yeah. be the bad member of NSYNC? Like, who's going to be the one that kicked Britney Spears on a flight of steps? <laughs> like, <he was> like, <laughs> fucking, dude, it was, it was amazing. It was so fucking yeah. funny. And it was the dumbest crowd because it was a bunch of like, they would hire like 19 year olds to like be seat fillers. And and none of them wouldn't know how to laugh. They would just go, woo. So he'd make the most fucked up joke followed by a woo. Like even that was off, which was, it was brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. Um, it was the award show where the guy, uh, oh, that was, a, that was thing. And then, then they hired the Wayans brothers afterwards, but not even the, not like Keenan and them. Uh, it was the other Wayans and they were, they were, they were bombing. It was like Sean and Marlon, right? Oh yeah. Dude, and yeah. then this is back. I remember the guy from Rage Against Machine like climbed up in the middle of the award show. Do we remember that? He yeah, like yeah, yeah. in the middle of the award show, he climbs on the like on like a rafter and won't get off. And like for no reason. I like and then uh and then one of the Wayans is like, man, if he was black, they would have shot him by now. Like, so that like kind of that kind of saved them. But in the beginning, they were like not doing very well. I, they also had Chris Rock to follow. Like yeah. One of them went out as Chris Rock and did a great Chris Rock impression and was killing it with the impression. But then when we went back to the Wayans, it wasn't it wasn't going very well. Like uh, I'm, I'm sorry, like and they're very funny guys. I'm not putting them down. That's just I heard they were at the cellar the night before, just like fucking around rapping into the microphone. Like they weren't really taking it. Like Chris Rock would spend three four weeks at the comedy club with, with seven writers honing his fucking yeah. shit. You know, dude. I remember one time I had a date with me. And I was like 19 and I had a fucking hot date with me and we're, uh, we're seeing Chris Rock perform. And he's like, man, women, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like, you know, you just, you guys have it so easy. He's like, because, uh, like he goes, a girl like you. And he points to my date. He's like, there's always going to be somebody that's going to fucking buy you shit. And he points to other girl that was attracted. He goes, you, you're going to have problems. Dude, he, yeah, he used to say shit that was like, uh, even when he was trying shit out, he was like Magic Johnson. He's like, what kind of AIDS he got? He goes, he gained weight and they gave him a talk show. 
He goes, why they give him a fucking talk show? That wasn't a talk show. That was a side effect of AIDS, right? Uh, did that? Remember that Magic was? Uh, remember how bad his talk show was? Oh my god, yeah. Like, Poor. well, first of all, they fire the co-host during the show. Remember that? I don't remember that. No. Yeah, Craig Shoemaker was. Craig Shoemaker was the co-host. Yeah, he and was the part- in the middle. Wait, in the middle of an episode? Yeah, in the middle. He talks about it. In the middle of a show, <laughs> they, they, he's, he's starting and he's chiming in with jokes, right? And maybe he's doing more jokes than he should have. I didn't see it, but they were, like, someone came up to him during the show. They go, hey, listen, uh, can you not talk to whoever it was? And then he's like, okay. The next segment's like, um, yeah, they don't want you on the show anymore. And he's like, oh, like tomorrow? He's like, no, now. <laughs> so he's, it came wow. back, dude. And then Howard Stern, like every day, was just shitting on the show. Remember that Howard Stern back in the day was brutal. I mean, he it, was. That's so funny how Howard Stern's become like this new like woke police fucking like nice guy. Like he was the meanest of them all, man. Dude, it's crazy. I mean, he literally the other day he was like, you know, uh, there's uh, after the, what happened the Oscars with the slap. He's like, I want to get a funny comic. I, I, I was gonna call Rosie O'Donnell and get her. I'm like. But- I'll, I'll go, what? I go, this is a guy that literally every day was making Rosie O'Donnell cry. And now he's like, I, I have her cell phone. I'm like, this is not, I think they replaced Howard. Anyway, we got Jorgen DeCastro here, who uh, is a monster of a heavyweight. He was in the UFC. Now he's in the Eagle FC. He won his last fight by, I don't know, what was it, front? Was it standing guillotine? Guillotine, yeah. Standing, I mean, it was a, dude, the guy shot him for a double. Good the guy was a wrestler, right? Yeah. And the dude was like, this guy has like strength of like a hundred men. I mean, it was it was a minute and a half, just boom. Uh uh, so uh, that was awesome. Second Eagle FC, and now you're fighting Junior Dos Santos for the title. Oh, number one contender. This is number one contender. Now, I mean, th- that's a that's a big step up. This guy was uh world champion a couple times. Best in the world. He's got some reach on you. Uh, I know. I know you're four foot three. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> like <laughs> the, uh, he's huge. How are you going to prepare for Dos Santos? We gonna we gonna get in. We're gonna bring the fight to him, man. We're gonna get inside. We're gonna kick those legs, and we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try to touch that chin, man. I got that power. I believe in my power, and uh, only have to do is touch him once. I mean, that's absolutely true. You do have that power. You knock, I mean, you knock so many guys out. You grew up in Africa, right? In uh, Cape Verde. Yeah. What was that? What was that like? School, man. That, that, that's pretty cool place, but it's, it's like, there's nothing going on over there. You know, you gotta, it's, that, that's a, a nice place for vacation. Uh, very humble people. Um, nice people, you know, but we don't really do much over there. It's like sun, go to the beach, uh, have fun. But you don't really grow and, and do bigger things, you know. You, you it, it's a nice place, poor, but uh, nice place, man. I wouldn't change nothing in my life. My 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 childhood home was was good. Now, did you play sports? Is there a, the high school sports there? It's a soccer. I used to be. I used to play soccer. I was actually pretty good at soccer. I saw you at the gym. Uh, yeah. You were. You. I was like, actually, yeah. You were dribbling really well. Like you know, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. So, I mean, you must have been, now, is it, is that, like, that's the big sport over there? Yeah, soccer is the biggest sport, man. If, if like, 
if you don't do soccer, people will just like doesn't care, man. Like like me being a fighter, thank God I started in Portugal, not in Cape Verde, but like you there's no future. Uh if you do soccer, people follow you back, so support you. That's uh your way out in life in, in Cape Verde is is either you be a businessman or, or a soccer player. Now now Cape Verde, a lot of people go there for vacation, right? A lot of super rich people. And now yeah. and then the people on the islands, because I've been to the islands, I worked on cruise ships where like you know, everyone, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Everyone's so nice. Come here. And then now when the white people leave, you guys go, fuck those guys. Like, or is, it, is it one of those things? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we, we love people. There's very lovely people over there. And, and they appreciate every time that, that the tourists go down there. Uh, they they receive very well. I'm going back there in December. It's been seven years. Uh, no, 2000. I think it was 2017. I left. I went to Portugal, then I came to America in 2012. So this, I'm going all December back to my, to, I'm bringing my daughter to, to know Cape Verde. Now I know you're married and you're married and you're faithful and you got a beautiful wife and a great kid, but back in the day, the, the, the single women, when they came there, they want an experience. All right. They're like, listen, you know, I, I'm, I'm single. I'm never, I'm on vacation. Were you the guy? That was just like, hey, come back here. I'll show you the real experience. Is that what happened? Dude, you got to be helpful. You can let the woman uh, die with ignorance. Yeah. You know, I showed them was the two man. It's, <laughs> don't get me in trouble with I this interview. Oh, I feel I like in every island, there's a nickname for that. When like <laughs> the white women come on vacation and the local <laughs> island guys bang them, there's a nickname. What was the name and, and, and from what your is island? The nickname? I don't know. I don't know the nickname. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, don't, don't get me in trouble with I'm, this not, I'm not gonna get you in trouble i'm not gonna get you in trouble i just i just know because women women don't count that as a guy they slept with they don't count that as one of the dicks they, they, they the the guy the guy from cape verde that was just showing them the, the tour guide that was like hey come at night i'll show you that and you're dancing with them at the end and then you sleep that doesn't count you know Got it. Then you moved to Boston. How do you go from Cape Verde to Boston? No, I went actually to Portugal first. Lisbon, Portugal. You ever been in Portugal? No. No, No, it's beautiful, right? Beautiful place, good food, uh, beautiful women's too, like uh, cheap. That's very cheap over there, living on there. Then I lived there for five years, then I moved down here in Boston, uh, in Brockton specifically. My family lived there. So they've been here since, I think, 1982. So my grandmother came, then my my uncles, my mother, everybody's here now. So we move. I moved down. I, I started doing do kickbox in Portugal. And my uncle told me, if you want to go far, if you want to make this a living, you got to come to America and you got to do MMA. Well, you, you got a late start. You started like, what, 1920? I I start, yes, yeah, like later on, yeah. And then you did you at like, what, 23? Me? Yeah, so I started 21. I... What did you say? <laughs> when when did you start jujitsu? BJJ. When did you start? July here, so sometimes yeah. I forget. Yeah. yeah, I start I started jujitsu at twenty six, twenty seven actually. Wow, can you believe that, Bill? Twenty seven guy makes all these freak athletes. Because it says here on your Wikipedia that you you had your official fight debut six months after you began training. Yes, I did. That was impressive. Yes, I, I six months after training, I just uh, I jump in. I, I fought someone that was like five years. Uh, more experienced than me, actually, and I went to the distance. Yeah, then you and you're knocking everybody out. Uh, you 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 knock out Taffa, who's still in the UFC, 
And then you said you hit a, a three fight skid in the UFC. You said you could have worked harder. Like, like, wh- what do you mean by that? I, I mean by uh, when you got the power, sometimes there's a curse. I didn't believe in working too hard because I knew that I have the power to put anyone out. So I say, I mean, fuck it. I don't have to do jiu-jitsu. I don't have to do wrestling. I'm just going to wait and touch someone the, the, the jaw. So <laughs> that was, yeah. that was, it doesn't matter I was in the gym. I was in the gym training, but I was doing all I like was striking, most time in sparring. So as a fighter, you don't involve, man. You got involved. You got to train wrestling, jiu-jitsu. You got to do your strength and condition. You got to, the, the, the power that I, that I possess, it work against me. Not anymore, though. Now I'm doing everything right. I'm, I had a fight camp schedule. I'm doing my grappling like four or five times a week. I'm doing everything my coach asks. And uh, I know I have the power, but I can't relate it on that's what uh, I thought. People, you know, I always, people like, you know, if Colby Covington would have more power, he'd be the best ever. I'm like, yeah, but then maybe he wouldn't have to work as hard. It's like sometimes the reason he's so good at cardio is because he knows he's not knocking people out with one punch. If, yeah. if you notice those, those best guys, that, uh, the guys that I like the most, like very good, like Max Holloway, John Jones, those, those doesn't have punching power, but those guys are well-rounded. They yeah. can go 15 minutes, 25 minutes. They can do it all. So they yeah. probably work harder than everybody. Uh, if you notice the guys with the power, like Derek Reese and, and other guys, they they just rain in the power. And at some point, people are going to figure it out. That's what happened to me. Now, Do you ever worry other things? It might take away from your power. Do you ever worry, oh, I'll, I'll lose my power if I focus on all this other stuff. Did you ever worry about that? That's one of the things that people keep telling me, you got to lose weight, you got to be 250, you got to be 245. And in my head, I say, if I drop 20 pounds, I'm going to lose all my, my, my power. So I don't want that. I, I, I prefer like be fat, but got the power <laughs> than be lean, the lean guy that want to fight for decisions. So, uh, but I think it's all mental. I'm trying to lose some weight right now and, and, and be in better shape. One, I still, I, I believe I still going to get the power. Now I've seen you training with John Jones. Did you move to Arizona? Uh, New Mexico. It was in New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. So what was yeah. that? Was that a Jackson Winkle, John? No, he's he's training in a different gym now. Jackson. They, they have a Jackson Wink have a couple of affiliation. So he's in Jackson Oklahoma. So they do like private sessions so, only. So J- Jones went back to New Mexico and yeah, he's in, and he's in he some lives. private weird gym now. Yeah, uh, I know. We're, nice gym actually. What's going on gym. with that guy? Tell us the 411. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Dude, he's great, man. The guy, he, I mean, I, I, the, my, my experience with him was top level. I mean, he got me living in his house for 10 days, uh, drive me around. Uh, I didn't spend a, a dime of that. And I trained with him twice a day, introducing me to his coach, his family. Uh, the guy have a work ethic. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care what people say outside the, the cage, but he worked hard. Yeah. Well, the, the reason he's the best ever. Um, now when he, now he probably was like, I'm going to heavyweight. I need, I need a good heavyweight. He picks you, right? He says, how did it, was it like Rocky? How did, how did that, was it like Rocky? Did he get you out of a phone book? Like how did, how did he, did he, how did he, how did he contact you? No, he, he came to Boston with a friend of mine, uh, Tom Egan. So he came to Boston. He was, he said, okay, hey, we got some training session. So I trained with him twice, two, two sessions. And he immediately like, Got my phone number, text me, said, oh, I need you. I need you to come come here. And and it was perfect as I matched up with Junior DeSantis the same week. So I told him he was very excited. Uh, he was willing to help me out. He was very involved, actually. Man. The guy know a, a lot about mixed martial arts. And uh, I'm glad that I, sh- I, I trained with him. And I'm probably going to go back in a couple of weeks again, finish the camp over there. Now, when you're training with him, 
And you're like, I mean, because I, in my opinion, he's the best of all time. Um, you know, he could have been better if he could have whatever, but whatever. It was not even that. He's the best of all time. So when you when you're training with him, do you, does it? Do you feel like you're training at the best guy of all time? Like, what is he doing differently than everyone else? You you, you can you, you you look stupid. You look like you never wrestled before. You look like you never. Wrestled. <laughs> I swear to God, it's very like, oh Jesus, guys, I, well, I'm gonna train with him again. Like he he go 100 everything. When we lift, he go 100%. When we swimming, he go 100%. Uh, grappling, uh, striking, everything with him is like perfection. And he doesn't get tired. We will do pad work for 10, uh, for, for 10 rounds. He, same composure, same everything. Like uh, the guy is top, top, top. And uh, his mindset is also different, man. He, he, he said he's willing to give up a leg, a eye, an arm, but nobody <laughs> picked him up. He's like, his mindset is different. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's a great, what a great experience for you. Um, yeah. Now Eagle FC, uh, they, they went out, they hired Chael Sonnen, they hired Henry Cejudo and they have uh, what's they have uh, Usman as the commentators. Um, Khabib has the organization. They're putting like all this money. There's nine people in the crowd. Like what, what's going on here? <laughs> like the fights, what, how is this been? How do I get involved in this business model? Because I, I have like nine viewers, but I, I want to get these guys as well. Like, what, what is it? I don't know. He, he, I'm pretty sure he got a lot of sponsors. I don't know from where. Uh, yeah. He just made a, I know, yeah, I'm pretty sure he have a lot of sponsors because there's no, there's no public allowed. And the app, the, the fight app is free. Yeah, and, right. And, and now, the people good. come up to you afterwards and they're like, hey, listen, uh, if you ever want to come to, you know, uh, you know, Abu Dhabi, or, or, or do they give you a card and go, listen, you're a good dude. If you ever need to go to, you know, one of those, is this kind of some weird? <laughs> the first time, the first time we got a fight over there, is, I heard there's no public allowed. I thought yeah. this is going to be like a fight to the dead. They're going to be throwing <laughs> over there. <laughs> We're going to be, I said, what, what, what are you going to do? Where's the money coming from? But they treat us good, man. They pay like uh, as good as UFC. Uh, yeah. They put in the car every three months, so I'm I'm very happy and I'm blessed. It's a Russian oligarchs, right? Dude, I, think, I, I don't think it's Russian though. I, I'm pretty sure it's uh, what's it's not Abu Dhabi. What's the other place? Dubai. I think it's Dubai money. It's 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 like sheiks and like people that are princes that just love fighting because you know how it is. Jiu-jitsu is, is in Abu Dhabi. That's Abu Dhabi. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so, yeah. they look they look at these fighters like like they're they're kings. These fighters are kings over there. So. Yeah. I, but and money isn't an option isn't really a thing <laughs> it's a thing <laughs> like dropping a million to it isn't like it's like dropping you know 50 bucks for me a million dollars i mean I, I, it's just crazy like my friend had a joke about that i went i went with i met a med we, we went to yeah. uh seychelles we went to dubai and they go look that is the first seven star hotel in the world and they go who gave it seven stars they go i did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know they have a seven stars hotel. <laughs> they have a seven star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, so, so you're Matt now. Where did you meet your wife? Huh? Where did you meet your wife? In in Cape Verde. Oh, okay, Cape got Verde. it, got it. Yeah. And then, and your daughter, are you gonna have her do sports, the soccer, jitsu, or? I I tried to get him to fight, but she doesn't really like it. She's so. <laughs> <laughs> She do she do ballet and all dancing stuff, and so she don't want to. I'm, I'm trying to get her in all types of sports. I want to put her in swimming, gymnastic, anything. 
She yeah. said, oh, they're all set. I just want to do ballet, and I'm okay. I have that. I have the same. Dude, my, my daughter, she took her to soccer practice. She runs into the net and goes, this is my new home. <laughs> <laughs> then she starts spinning. She starts spinning and doing twirls. All the kids are, the, the, the game's over here. She's doing, like, leaps and this. I'm just like, whatever, whatever <laughs> man. And you know now nowadays with all the social medias, everything my daughter says she want to be a, a YouTuber, a TikToker. I say, what is that? That's not a perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Now, now, do you show up to the ballet recitals? Because that, that's kind of funny. But <laughs> I have to. I have to show up with a with a daddy dress and everything. Daddy ballet support. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bill, how funny is this guy? I mean, he picked <laughs> him with like all the all the all the moms and then and the soccer dads and then this. And I'm there, right in front, cheering. They go, go, Kiara. <laughs> and this guy's fighting Giro dos Santos in Eagle FC next week. Uh, like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a man right there. He goes to his ballet recital and then he goes fights Giro dos Santos. That's the best. And everything. I had to bring her to ballet class. Everything, do the air, the ponytail. I have to do everything. They demanded. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Now, if uh, if the UFC comes back after you beat Dos Santos, because here's my prediction: you're gonna knock out Dos Santos. Okay, uh, are you gonna go back or are you gonna stay in Eagle FC? It's all about money right now. I'm 35 years old. You know, I I, I still believe I'm just getting started, but I'm smarter than I was before. So the, everything it was get to the UFC. My old goal was get to the UFC. When I get to the UFC. Uh, I didn't target new goals. I didn't think and get top ten and make more money, get more sponsor. Now, uh, to be honest, I don't. I don't care. I'm gonna. This is my second UFC, my second Eagle FC fight. I'm gonna make more money than I ever make in UFC. So, if Eagle give me a new contract, make this kind of money, there's no reason to go back to UFC. But if UFC come with a good, if if after this one I have different different option, different promotion, I don't care if it's UFC or UFC. If the money makes sense. I'm going about the money. I mean, I'm 35. How long more I can do this? Five years? So I want, I want money. Now, yeah. were you impressed with Chimaev last week? Or did you think, how do you think he does against Colby Covington if they fight? I was very impressed because he, he really, like, dig in and get the job done. But I still think, like, Usman beat him and Colby beat him, too. Now, do you think Aljamain won or do you think Peter Yan won? No, I think Aljamain won. Yeah. Me too. He he, he like he, he he landed more in the first. It was close. We we give him a, a lot of shit. Everybody, I did it too. Everybody thought he that was like he, he acted up a little bit in the first one. Yeah. But I mean, this one you got to give it to him. So man, he definitely won the fight. Yeah. Won- yeah. Right. Well, listen, man. Good luck. When is this fight? Oh, by the way, Hector Lombard is fighting Tiago Silva on the same card. Oh shit! Yes. Yes. Yes, this is yeah. this is gonna be. No, is it? It's in Florida, Florida, Miami, Florida. Yeah, it's May twenty. Yeah, six weeks. It's five that's weeks. My, that's my birthday. So yeah. uh, May twenty is my birthday. I'm gonna be forty four. So uh, yeah, I'm an old man, man. And uh, my birthday present, I'm gonna watch you win on my birthday. So uh, I know there's no public allowed, but if you want to go, I can get you a ticket. I, I really. Oh shit! Yeah. I'm telling you, I can re- I can require a ticket for you if you want to go watch I, my I, life. I, I I love that and thank you and uh, best of luck. <laughs> you are the man and uh, take care. Uh, thank you again. Take care, man. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you, guys. Have fun. Thank you. Wait, Adam, you're May twentieth. That's so bizarre because Why? because I've had like three serious girlfriends whose birthday was May twentieth. Oh, really? It's yeah. very. Yeah, my daughter's. 22nd. 
She was oh. supposed to be made 20th. Dude, how how nice is that guy? Yeah, he seems so cool, man. You should go to that. You should go to the fight. I, dude, I got I'm fucking I, I, May nineteenth is the UFC comedy special, and then I got oh. and then I leave for a, cru- a cruise out of Long Beach May twenty first. So I don't I don't think I I would be able to, uh, but unless you know, uh, but uh, and I, and I think I'm bringing my family on the cruise for my birthday for that whole week. You know. Oh, that's- that should be fun. That's, that's, yeah, that's the worst part. The worst part of cruises is not seeing like my, my daughter. Uh, yeah. Violet, I love you. Okay. Well, what was that? Uh, <laughs> I want to make sure she's still okay. Uh, so um, she's like, uh, "Dad, let's be friends." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I told my daughter I love you. She said, "Let's be friends." That's a great joke. That's a great. That's a great. Can I have that joke, or you want that joke? Of course, I have it. All right. Uh, so, all right. Well, Bill, what do you have coming up? Oh, boy. Uh, what do I have coming up? You know, I'm headlining, <laughs> headlining Bakersfield <laughs> tomorrow night. I'm at the Laugh Factory this weekend. Uh, you know, whatever. Just sh- shit. You're on a TV show on Showtime. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't come out till June now. It's supposed to come out. It's called okay. City on a Hill. You, you just headlined the Laugh Factory in... Said- Okay. Okay. All right. If, if if you were to look back at the younger Bill Dawes, the kid from <laughs> what you Princeton, you grew up, right? What's that? Where did you grow up? In uh, Maryland, right? Maryland, Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. Yeah. You played flag football or something, right? Um, <laughs> and they're like, one day, one day, I'm gonna be a movie star. I'm gonna be on hundreds of TV shows. I mean. Okay, and just so you guys know, just so you guys know, because the the people don't realize they think Bill's just some fucking dork who's a brown belt jujitsu. All right, because people that I'm gonna, you know, hold on, let me see, IMDb. Jesus Christ, fucking guy. Because it's it's I, it it's pisses me off a little bit. Number one, you're also in pin and and killed it. Because yes, put me in the man's Chinese theater for a screening. But also, like, that wasn't even, like, that was totally out of character for a role for you. Uh, and you murdered it. You were so good that, they, that the director, Joey Medina, put you in Beautiful Violence, which also is won, like, how many awards so far? All right. I think so, like eight awards, yeah. So this dude has been in 72 credits, right? Uh, a lot of uh, City on a Hill, um, which is the show on Showtime. Uh, also pinned, but you're on the show SWAT. Okay, uh, you were in, uh, here we go, man, uh, Wu-Tang, an American saga, which I've loved. Uh, Kevin Can Wait, that's, is that with, uh, Kevin Can Wait, is that with, what's his name? Um, I don't know that. Yeah. Is. Uh, yeah. Law, and, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, Elementary. Uh, and these are just, he's a lot more. These are the ones that I've heard of. Royal Pains, that was a big show. Criminal Minds, uh, Call of Duty, uh, you were in the, in the, in the video game. Uh, yeah, yeah I, was, I was in a, I was in the a couple of video games. Yeah, but this is the uh, voice. Rizzoli and Isles. That's the uh, people love that show. All my children. Uh, I, I you were also in How to Spoon with Michael C. Hall. Um, <laughs> Law and Order. Law and Order. The Science of Love. These Oz. are very unimpressive. Oz. Incredibly unimpressive. Sex in the City. I. I I, I, I think you're crazy. Uh, th- that's a lot of fucking shit you were in. Um, how you living, Jeremy Piven? Uh, <laughs> Laugh Factory. Uh, Reza Riffs. Is that Reza the, uh, the, 
The rapper? Yeah, how do you get your podcast on IMDb? That's bizarre to me. Oh, all right. Gotham comedy. Uh, but uh, but how, is, how is this unimpressive? These fucking, these are huge. Uh, I hope they serve beer in hell, which is, uh, I think, what's the name? Forrest Griffin's in that also. Um, L.A. Noir. Uh, uh, yeah, you were a lot, a lot of shit, dude. A lot of stuff. Unfiltered. That was also, uh, I think that was, what's the name? TV, Dan Levy show, right? Uh, yeah, that's, come on, man. Give me a fucking break, bro. Like, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, so anyway. And, you, and, and then you have four things coming up. You have the untitled Muhammad Amr Netflix project. Oh, you know Mo Amr. Oh, shit. Mo Amr, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's Mohammed Amr. I know it was Mohammed, yeah. Uh, Aloha means goodbye. I don't know what that is. Uh, wedding season. Uh, the Hulu a, a Hulu show. Uh, Woods Witch. I don't know what that is, but yes. I mean, these are a lot of shows, man. A lot of shows. A By the way, the, the name for my character in Woods Witch, I named myself, and it's Your Gay Jagbeoff. You're just, there, we, oh, there you go. Well, 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 now everybody wants to go out and see it. Well, listen, you're me up. Okay, you, yeah, you've been in a ton of shit, bro. Uh, you should be proud of yourself. Not Obviously, not be. Uh, don't be content. But you know, come on, man, give me a fucking break, bro. Anyway, uh, you're, you're the fucking man. You got your third UFC special coming out right now. All right, let's, I don't want to hear. You're just doing that because I did it to you. Okay, but listen, no, but uh, real. Well, you got a lot. You're a lot better businessman. You got a lot more shit going on than me, so shut the fuck up. A lot better business. That's what every comic wants to hear. They're a better businessman. That, that's, that's what everybody wants. <laughs> is he funny? He's a great businessman. Uh, that's, well, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a fucking awful businessman. I'm probably the worst. I'm probably the only one worse is you. Uh, they're like, they're like, they're like yeah, oh. man. Dude, sold out show tonight. How much is cover? Oh, it was comp. Well, then no one actually, actually sell any tickets, but, but it was sold out. Anyway, you guys are great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jorgen. Take care, man. Have a good